Welcome to TopCon Talks Agriculture. I'm Tara Baker, and today I'm joined by Travis Alhorn, who is a staff member at TopCon. This is going to be an add-on episode to the previous episode with Connolly Duglet out in Michigan. Uh, so we're going to be adding on to that conversation, digging into the technical aspects of the tillage depth control system. So welcome, Travis. Why don't you give our listeners a little background on yourself? Yeah, thanks, Tara. I live here in central Illinois uh, near Jacksonville and uh, grew up just 20 miles from here uh, on a family farm. I was fourth generation farm and uh, also worked for a neighboring farm uh, for many years. And uh, we were farming corn and beans uh, in a river bottom and uh, been involved in some type of agriculture my entire life. And uh, so this is been working with TopCon here for three and a half years, um, but some of the former jobs I've had, I've managed farms. Uh, I've worked at a company called Dickie John. Most people will recognize that as probably maybe even the start of precision farming uh, back in the 60s with the uh, seed sensors. Uh, I worked for them um, about 10 years ago. And then I went to a work for a company called Horsch. And I was a planner specialist for them for the high-speed planners and also high-speed tillage tools. So, And now here at TopCon, um, I am a sales specialist uh, working primarily with the tillage depth control systems, uh, the control systems that we have here at TopCon, uh, steering and monitors. Awesome. And we're so lucky to have you, Travis. You have such a wealth of knowledge uh, in your toolbox. But you mentioned the tillage depth control, and I think that's what we kind of want to zone in on today. Um, that's a little bit newer technology that TopCon has launched. And for our listeners out there, they may not be familiar with what that means. So can you give just a little overview of what tillage depth control is? Yeah, no problem, Tara. So tillage depth control at TopCon is the ability to actively control depth of your tillage tools as we move through the field. And uh, in most cases, we run out there and we set that tool at what we think the depth should be. And then we are hoping that tool stays at that depth. And a lot of times uh, in solid ground conditions, they do. But as we see these ever varying ground conditions and we start to uh, really break down our different soil types in the field, we're also seeing that our depth is changing on our tillage tools. And so what TopCon has done is we are using sensors to look at where the actual ground level is. And then we are actively adjusting depth constantly as we go through the field to maintain the correct depth on that tillage tool. So are these sensors like the backup sensors on my vehicle when I'm backing up and getting close to something? Um, they're, they're similar, Tara. So these are ultrasonic sensors. Um, for those of you that are familiar with boom height control, uh, NORAC, one of the divisions of TopCon, uh, is the leader in boom height control. And they do use a, a very sophisticated version of that sensor that you find in your vehicle. Uh, it is ultrasound, and it does constantly monitor where the actual ground is. And we use that reading to then keep a depth for that tillage tool. And when we use this type of sensor, we're able to constantly monitor this. And there are some other systems on the market. Uh, they do 
only gauge where the hydraulic cylinder is on that tillage tool. And so they're relying on um, a setting that may or may not be as consistent as where we, we look at the ground and then we actively monitor that. We are able to then control that depth um, to a higher degree uh, than some of the other systems that are out there. Very cool. So if I have this system installed on my machine, you know, I've got my tool hooked up to my tractor sitting in the driveway waiting to go to the field. If I take a walk around and look at it, what components are, am I going to see on the machine and up in the cab? Uh, and the, the nice thing about this kit that we've created, um, it is a universal kit. And so uh, it really, most tillage machines that you're going to find on farms here in, in North America uh, you're going to have an up and down movement. And then even some of these machines have a front to rear movement. So depending on the style of machine um, is the components that we're going to install on there. But we're always going to have two of these sensors, one in the front and one in the back. And we can move these sensors from left to right um, or up and down even. Uh, we just need to see a clear path to the ground. Uh, if we see some sort of a tire or some sort of disc or shank in the way, we're, we're going to be able to adjust that sensor and move it out of the way. So it's a very universal kit in that sense. Um, if we do have a tillage tool that has front to rear movement or what we call fore and aft, um, we're, we're going to add a couple of more sensors there. So you're going to have a total of four, uh, but we're going to be able to control the movement from front to back. So you're, you're still going to have sensors in the front, uh, usually two in the front and two in the back. Now, we do have the ability to control some some of the wider tools out there as well. So when we get up into widths of 40 foot or more, we're always going to use four of these ultrasonic sensors. And they have a universal bracket that fits uh, most all frame designs out there. Um, they are fully adjustable. And once we move from the sensor, we need to be able to control the hydraulic cylinders on that machine and so we have a hydraulic block that we install that comes with the kit. Um, this block gives us that constant up and down or front to rear adjustability as we go through the field. The nice thing what we've done with this kit as well is that we are not replumbing the machine. Um, so we're keeping that machine as stock as possible uh, so we can take the hoses that you use to lift the machine you normally plug into the tractor and you're going to plug them into our hydraulic block. Or you're going to take the hoses that you use to control that forward to back movement. You're going to plug them into the hydraulic block. So we provide the couplers as well. And you're going to then, we're going to run a new set of hoses up the hitch. And we're going to install those at the back of the tractor. We're also going to run that tractor in a constant hydraulic flow. And then we're going to use a monitor um, or a switch box that we provide as well to control the movement of that machine. So one thing that will change, uh, either if you've got a, a lever or you've got a switch that raises and lowers your hydraulics, uh, that will change and we'll either have a button up on the screen or we'll have a switch box that we can install. And that leads us to the front half of this machine, which is how do we control all this? And so the nice thing also about the NORAC uh, TDC kit is that it is either ISO, which means that if you have an ISO-equipped tractor, 
and it has an ISO monitor in the cab, that this system uh, is a program or an app that will show up on that monitor. And we can control it without installing any additional monitors in the cab. That's got to be music to our farmer's ears to not have to have another display in the tractor cab. Yeah, so that is uh, when when we step up into a few of these cabs, uh, it looks like we're trying to send that thing to the moon, right? It has seven or eight different monitors in there for planning and for the grain card and, you know, whatever else we've bolted in that thing in the last four or five years. So, yes, sometimes it's a relief to uh, not have to bolt another monitor in, certainly. Uh, but we do have a monitor uh, for older equipment that doesn't have that. Uh, it's a very small four-inch screen. Uh, or sometimes, you know, the monitors that we have in the cab get a little busy. You know, we are trying to steer and we're trying to map. Um, so if we're in one of those cases, we do have a, a very inexpensive small touchscreen monitor we can install as well. All right. So walk me through, if I am the farmer out in the field, okay, I finished my walk around in the driveway, drove my equipment to the field, and I'm ready to start plowing. What is the, what is the in-cab experience like? What buttons am I pushing? What's happening with the machine? Uh, you know, what, what goes on as I roll through the rows? Yeah, that's a good question. So what you're going to experience with TDC um, is, like I said, you're, there's one thing to get used to, and that's you're not using the hydraulic lever or the switch function. You're going to run that tractor in constant. Um, the valve block out there uh, has some manual adjustments for the speed that you're going to raise and lower that machine as well. So if you're used to that machine going up and down rather quickly, it can stay that way. If you'd like to slow it down, we can do that as well. But in the cab, we're going to have a couple set of procedures. Um, we're going to put that piece of equipment on some very flat ground, and we need to set where zero is or where the, the tips of the points, if it is a plow, or maybe the blades on a disc or a high-speed tillage tool or a vertical tillage tool are going to just touch the ground. And then we're going to set that machine at zero. And the, also the beauty of that is that as those tips wear down or those blades wear, we're able to reset where zero is for that piece of equipment. So as we see mechanical wear, we can electronically adjust for where zero is. So we can constantly adjust that and make sure that we're getting the correct depth that you set. But once we have that set, and it's very easy to do, um, we're going to go out to the field and we're going to tell the program how deep you want to go. And so if you look at a fall tillage pass and you want to install this on possibly a disc ripper um, and you want to set this at 12 inches, we would simply type in a negative 12 inches, meaning we're going into the ground, 12 inches. If we do have a four and a half piece on that machine as well, you would set a degree front to back and that would be a negative degree or a positive degree and it would constantly monitor that and adjust it as well. And then we would use buttons that are either on the screen to raise and lower that machine, or we do have a switch box we can install uh, that you would use as well. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of consistency on depth. 
because I think we all know that, you know, it's important to get the ground broken up and to try and smooth things out. But how important is it that every piece of that field is tilled to the precise depth to match the rest of it? What does that mean for the seeds? What does that mean for planting season? You know, talk me through that. Yeah. So depending on what season we're in, um, when we look at a fall season, you know, if we're trying to control a fall tillage uh, depth, you know, sometimes, uh, like we were talking before, it could be a ripper. And when we're actively uh, maintaining the depth on a ripper, it can mean fuel consumption savings, um, tire wear. Uh, so when we, we're not sinking that in the ground more than it needs to go, uh, we're going to save fuel. Uh, some fall tillage passes uh, in some types uh, of ground in some parts of the country. We're only going a minimum depth to either try to um, chop up some material or bury some material. And so in some ground, we can only leave a certain amount of residue or we would like to leave a certain amount of residue. So if we can maintain that, we maintain consistency in our residue. Uh, But in a spring pass is where we start to see added benefits. And when we we move into spring tillage, um, really, you know, we're – we get one chance to do that right in the spring most of the time. And a lot of times these conditions vary. And so what we're trying to do is create the, the optimum seed bed for our planting tools. And whether that is seeding or that is planting, we're trying to maintain a consistent seed bed for that tool. And when we maintain that consistent depth and that consistent seed bed, we will see better emergence and hopefully translate that into even dry down and increased yields. But when we are able to control that seedbed depth with an active system, we also see that planter running smoother or that seeder running smoother through the field. We're able to possibly increase speed with those. And especially when we get into uh, this new age of high-speed planting and seeding equipment, Seedbed prep is one of the most important things you can do before you take that planter to the field. And so this system allows us to go out there and be as precise as possible before we take that planter or seeder to the field. That makes sense, Travis. So where is this the most important or is this critical everywhere? I know you mentioned that you grew up farming in the river bottom. Is that the same conditions and the same importance as somebody that's in uh, maybe like rocky, hilly soil or uh, sandy soil or, you know, where does this make sense? Well, that river bottom was very unforgiving uh, in the spring. Uh, generally, that ground was very high clay content, but it can move to sand within feet. Um, so your your conditions varied there as really as much as they vary on any other type of soil I've seen. But what was really damaging in the spring is if that clay, or sometimes we've referred to it as gumbo, that dark black clay, um, if that was wet, it would create what we all call marbles out in the spring. And uh, if we ran just sometimes the difference between a perfect seed bed and all of those marbles trying to float that planter around on was just an inch. And sometimes we the tillage tool would sink a little bit and bring up those slabs or those marbles. 
Um, and then whoever was running the, the planner, um, they would have some words about that later on. So if we had that ability uh, back when I was farming, I'm sure that would have saved uh, several discussions. Um, but what it was really about, you know, was was that planning condition. If we if we disturbed that ground incorrectly in the spring, um, it was the only chance we had. There was really no uh, going back and perfecting that ground again. So it was very important on that ground. But uh, when we do get up in the hills, you know, we're talking about a different type of soil. Uh, some some of those soils uh, rode a little more quickly. So if we if we run that tillage tool incorrectly, uh, it can cause erosion. Uh, what I mentioned a while ago also is uh, some of the residue left on the ground, you know, uh, keeps that erosion from happening. So maintaining that correct depth is even more important in the tougher conditions that we have. Um, but it's it can be just as important on some of this lighter soil as well. You know, we're in an era where there's so many different technologies that farmers can be investing in and so many different things around their fleet of tractors and equipment and farm sets itself and grain setups and, you know, seed and chemical and everything. There's so many different things and information points that they're inundated with that they can be investing in to take their farming practices to the new era. How do you think... I guess, why do you think tillage depth control is something that's important? And what specifically are some other things that it compares to um, that it may be a better investment than for someone to consider? A lot of farms in the past few years have spent the time and the money um, on their seeding equipment. Um, you know, with the advent of the higher speed seeding um, devices, electronics that we can bolt on, um, better sensors. We're collecting more data and we're seeing a return on investment on, on these types of pieces of equipment, these electronics. Um, we're collecting the data through the field. And, you know, at the end of the day, what we're hoping to see is a yield increase or a profit increase from these types of, of electronic sensors. And we've We've uh, developed that over the past few years, and we've gotten really good at that. The farming industry is getting really good at planting and seeding. But when we take a step back from that planner, what do we need to do before we put that planner in the field? And that is we need to prep the ground um, in most, most cases. Now, there are type, you know, types of soil that we do not go out and do a spring prep on. Sometimes we do a fall prep on. Um, but being able to control that uh, and add that into the to that entire preparation process for seeding is very, very important. And a tool like this allows us, as we're fine-tuning our operation, either whether it's in the spring or it's in the fall, um, this type of electronics allows us to easily and inexpensively fine-tune our tillage devices, similar to how we're fine-tuning our planners and seeding equipment out there. Very cool. And when we add these technologies, does it make it easier or harder for an operator to run the equipment? Great question. So another feature of this is that we are able to, with a button, maintain the exact exact depth as we go through the field. But also on that same screen, we're able to set without ever leaving the cab, 
uh, the depth of that tool. And it does allow an inexperienced operator to maintain the same precision as an operator that may have been in the cab for for 10 or 20 years. Um, So when, you know, one of the most challenging things in farming right now is, is finding someone that is willing and able to um, operate these tillage tools in the spring um, or fall. Um, And, you know, sometimes, you know, we have an inexperienced operator in there and uh, we can see, you know, mistakes made in tillage. So this system allows an ease of setting that tool. uh, Sometimes when, you know, the old way was, was quite complicated. And uh, so we have seen some efficiency increase and uh, in this system. You know, I'm, I'm laughing over here, Travis, because you said uh, you referred to a more experienced operator that may have been in the cab 10 or 20 years. In farming years, somebody that's only been in the cab 10 or 20 years might still be considered a little wet behind the ears. <laughs> Uh, so, so that is kind of comical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to be considerate there. Yeah, so I've, you know, um, I, I've been that person sat in that tractor for many, many years. Um, you know, when I was when I was a kid, uh, I was just ten years old. That was the first operation I'd um, done in a in farming. Really, was sit in a disc um, and disc corn stalks in the fall. That was the the easy, simple, um, you know, my dad was was overdoing another uh, tillage practice or uh, possibly finishing up with the combine. And uh, I was able to go and, and sit in that disc and just basically drive in circles all day, right, and, until that field was done. So, um, yeah, doing this since I've been, you know, a little kid, um, I, I guess I am that experienced operator now. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to be delicate, I guess, with my own age here. understandable and one other thing i think about um as we're talking through this especially you know uh, as far as putting more inexperienced operators in the cab versus somebody that's been doing it for a very long time as i think about rented ground so it like in my area especially and pretty much every crop farmer has some rented ground not not all ground that everybody's running is owned themselves and a lot of times in our case that rented ground is uh, another farmer who may be retired uh, still lives by their farmstead and is just renting their field out or you know their land out to one of the uh, growing or more progressive operators in their area. So what that means is these retired farmers or neighbors are sitting there watching when those tractors are going through the field and critiquing their every move. And I constantly hear the feedback, um, especially when you have uh, just, you know, more inexperienced operator, just a hired hand out there doing the tillage, for instance, which is oftentimes the tractor that those um, workers get put in. Oh, those clowns out there, they don't know what they're doing. They're all over the place in the field. Dirt looks one way here that we got chunks there and they just have no idea what's going on. And in some cases that can make the person that's renting the ground out mad. And sometimes it's mad enough that they want to farm it out to somebody else. That's going to put people in the tractors out there that know what they're doing. So I'm just thinking through those scenarios and going, man, if we can add some of these pieces to kind of streamline that. So it's not as obvious if you have somebody else in the cab out there, you know, in some cases that might be the difference between a farm losing a piece of ground or not. Yeah. You, you underestimate the importance 
most people do of, of that, that coffee shop talk. Um, before the advent of auto steering, um, most operators were judged um, on the straight line that they could create out in the field, whether it was with the planner um, or with the tillage tool. You know, when somebody drove by, that was the one thing they were looking at. And um, when you went to the coffee shop, you know, uh, they like to sit down and, and talk about, you know, if, if that particular farmer was was planning straight or not. And, the resp- you know, one of the responses was, well, there's more corn in a crooked row than there is in a straight row. But, of course, with the advent of auto steer, um, you know, we've leveled the playing field. Everybody can can drive a pretty straight line. Now we're talking about, you know, how many inches we are off from the next pass. And now we can talk about things like if we're maintaining the correct depth, because those, those experienced farmers can drive by and look at your tool and tell you if you have it set correctly. And yeah. So when we're talking about the difference between dollars, uh, when we are, when we are renting ground or, or possibly any other scenario that we have there, um, we're starting to look at efficiencies, uh, how that ground came out, you know, that, that retired farmer that used to farm it, you know, he's got a lot of advice for the guy renting it and uh, they need to listen to that guy. And if, if they have shown him that they're doing everything in their power to farm that as efficiently as possible, and to be a steward of that land, um, yeah, chances are uh, those conversations are going to go pretty well. Um, we don't want to see those conversations turn into some sort of, uh, you know, I guess, argument over something as silly, silly as um, going out and if we're an inch off or, or not. So, yeah, when we, when we can prove and show that we are maintaining uh, that correct depth out there, it does make those conversations a little easier that you're investing in their farm ground uh, by doing it correctly. Those are great words of wisdom, Travis. And I think that's a good note to end on as we wrap up our conversation today. Um, investing in precision is more than just making your life as an owner or manager easier. It's you know creating more opportunity on, and more return on your investment for the seeds that you're putting into the ground. It's also helping with your neighborhood relations thank you, Tara. and keeping your name in a positive limelight at the coffee shop. To so thank you so would, much, Travis, for joining would, me today, uh, like to sharing to you your expertise and the good work that you do on behalf of TopCon with your customers. Well, that's a wrap for TopCon Talks Agriculture. I'm Tara Baker, and I'd like to thank you for joining us and ask you to hit subscribe so that you can tune right in on our future episodes.